Good morning, Global Investor Alliance. Kiki here with you, and I've got a new partner with me, Rob Beardsley from Lone Star Capital. And Rob and I have been talking for a while, and I've been watching what he's doing. He's focused on the Lone Star state of Texas, obviously. And I want to first, because he is a new partner to Global Investor Alliance, I want to really have him talk about his team, how they came to know each other, where they're located, how they operate as a team, and kind of where and how they do what they do. So, Rob, where where did it all start? Excellent, yeah, well, first, Kiki, thank you so much uh, for being here. It's great to have you here in Houston. Uh, so, my name is Rob Beardsley. I am the founder of Lone Star Capital. Uh, we're about a four-year-old company. My business partner, Kent Petrakovsky, and I, we started the company to focus on owning and operating Texas multifamily. And um, including uh, this property under contract, we'll have 2,000 units under management all in Texas. So we're heavily focused on Texas. Uh, we've become experts in the market. And with a particular focus on Houston, the majority of our assets are here in Houston. And uh, we actually do own two properties in this sub-market of Clear Lake. So it's a market that we're very excited about and continue to uh, look for more opportunity in. So, with that being said, uh, Kent and I, we actually met at a real estate conference. Mm -hmm. It was very much right place, right time. We were both in mentorship groups. Uh, we were both in different levels of uh, experience and kind of networks, but we came together and have really complementary skill sets. So I oversee the acquisitions and the capital market side of the business. Kent, uh, he's a lawyer, a tax lawyer by trade. He oversees the operations and asset management, and he's now actually overseeing our in-house property management. Back in the summer, we vertically integrated and we launched our new management company called Radiance Living, which is based here in Houston, which speaks to our commitment to the Houston market and the, uh, you know, the hands-on approach that we take to managing our portfolio. So with that being said, to round out the team, helping me oversee acquisitions is Charles Waldron, our director of acquisitions, who you saw on our webinar. Right. So he's the one that takes the lead with broker relationships, underwriting deals, and helping me uh, you know, just pursue new opportunities. With Kent, we've got uh, Josh Hoffman, our asset manager, which uh, you know, all four of us sit in New York, work together every day. Um, Josh Hoffman is just a rock star asset manager, makes sure everything is, is you know, going to plan, overseeing budgets, reporting, investor relations. Him and I really pride ourselves on you know, just being super responsive, whether it's with investors or vendors and just anyone. So he's always on the ball. And then last but not least, really most importantly, I'd say is our VP of operations based here in Houston, Aaron Petrie. He's got 15 years of property management experience and he's the one that makes everything happen at the property level. He is uh, very smart, diligent, tons of experience, and he's always looking to save money. So we love- <laughs> We love those kinds of managers. We love that, you know, he's, he's just so, uh, you know, willing to think outside the box. And we are too, you know, we're young, entrepreneurial, and we really like that, you know, because I think you can really uh, find yourself in the property management business, meet people who are set in their ways. You know, they, they, they manage property a certain way, they've been doing it for a long time, and that's it, right? right. So, you know, we all know that real estate's an old uh, business that's kind of behind the curve, so anything that we can do to innovate, um, such as, for example, what we're doing at this property is incorporating uh, a smart package mm -hmm. with smart locks, smart thermostat, really to, to give more value to the residents, kind of provide an elevated experience. You know, small things like that that can really add value and, and, and drive uh, differentiation in the market. So Absolutely. that's a little bit about uh, Lone Star Capital. Yeah, I love it. Well, 
For you Alliance members, I mean, you'll note a couple of commonalities here, and it's, and it's why I, I really felt Rob and the Lone Star Capital Group would be good partners for us, is because it's very similar to our venture real estate uh, group in Cincinnati, right? Huge depth in their market, so Cincinnati's their focus, Houston is Rob and Lone Star's focus, and the fact that they have vertically integrated. So. You know, just like with our farms, owning the process end to end, right? This is where you can control um, the resources, control the capital, and it just, it's just your asset management is so critical to the actual outcome and LP investor payouts that it made me feel super solid about this team and I'm super excited about this market and particularly this sub-market. So um, let me just use that as a segue to have Rob speak a little bit to the property itself here at Encore on the Bay, kind of what's already been done and then the tremendous opportunity as you'll see in the rest of the video of you know what there is yet to do here to really make this place Sparkle because um, it's pretty amazing. And I, as I've told you guys, have been asked if we want to participate as LPs in a number of other, you know, providers' deals in Houston. But, you know, Rob and Lone Star have been the w winner, and part of it is because of this submarket. And um, so Rob will go into the other properties they have in the submarket, and we're gonna try and capture some of it for you today as well so you get a perspective. So here we are at Verandas at Bear Creek. This is a property that we bought in the summer of 2019. Uh, we had a five-year business plan, and I'll tell the story about it. It's a really cool story, but uh, long story short, we are now selling this property, and it'll close in the next year and it's gonna be a total home run for us and our investors. We're targeting something like a 32% net IRR to investor, and we had only projected 16% over a five-year hold period. So uh, the, the story and the opportunity of this deal was very interesting uh, and speaks to our ability to execute from a management standpoint. We bought the property from somebody who renovated the asset already, so there really wasn't a ton to do. I know we were walking around, I was showing the small things that we've done, but really the play here was, we. We bought the property at 80% occupied, and the whole play was just to lease it up. We saw all the comps in the area, we shopped all of them, and they were all in the mid-90s, so we had the confidence in the market and in our team to execute the strategy of just simply going from 80 and marching it up to 95%, and that's exactly what we did. We took over, uh, we started, you know, we changed management, and we actually marched all the way to 100% at one point, and uh, we were able to successfully implement that business plan along with raising the rents about 50 bucks, which was our pro forma. And then as you know, the market just has continued to do super well. So we got another you know, 50 bucks or so of growth over time, which is allowing us to exit uh, you know, above our projections and, and really just uh, do a great one here. So that was a really exciting uh, case study. And I know earlier today we were over at uh, Solano Apartments, which is actually close, uh, right down the street from Encore on the Bay. And that is a different strategy, right? It was already fully occupied. We bought it at 95%, and the strategy there is to renovate the interiors and actually raise the rent, so it's more of a value-add focus where this was a, a lease-up management play. So it kind of gives you a flavor of uh, some of the different types of deals that we pursue and our ability to execute. You know what we look for in our macro analysis, right? It's not just the population growth, it's the school districts, it's the crime trends going in the right direction. There's like no crime here. Um, the setting, the amenities, the livability. And I know, I like that 
that, that Rob is, you know, his whole team is like sort of young go-getter. They understand what the modern renter is looking for in terms of convenience, right? We all need a little bit of luxury in our lives. It just, right, we feel better, especially in times when we're spending so much more time within the walls of our dwelling space. So Rob, um, give us a sort of snapshot of, you know, Encore on the Bay, like how many units, um, what do you plan to do in terms of your execution plan? What are folks getting into in terms of opportunity here? Yeah, so we're sitting here in the leasing office for Encore on the Bay, 296 units, and Geek and I are looking out and got the pool and then mm -hmm. the bay, literally on the water. We have a, a marina as well. And so there's just so much potential on the exteriors as well as the interiors. So focusing first on the interiors, uh, the property has roughly 90 upgraded units, which have um, you know the vinyl plank flooring and nicer appliances going from the white to maybe black or faux stainless, and then a, a newer surface, still not a hard surface as far as countertops. And then the rest of the units, over 200 are just classic, which is really rare these days. So many deals have been value added and turned over. Right. So we really have a true um, value add opportunity with the, with the white appliances, with the carpets in the living room. And so we're going to really, because where we are in Clear Lake with this uh, affluent submarket, we can really take it up a notch and go, do a full upgrade. And that full upgrade will have the luxury vinyl plank flooring, a, a quartz or granite hard surface countertop, mm -hmm. framed mirrors in the bathroom, mm. um, new appliances, and uh, upgraded lighting and plumbing fixtures. Uh, yeah. New uh, painting the cabinet fronts, uh, pulls and everything. So it's gonna really transform uh, mm -hmm. the interiors and that's gonna be a major driver of value. The other drivers of value as far as the interiors are there's about 84 units that do not have washer and dryers and nor do they have connections. So what we're actually going to do is uh, plumb the connection across from the bathroom into the bedroom closet. And that's what's going to allow us to have uh, full-size washer dryer appliances uh, in all units. So yeah. every single unit at this community will have a washer and dryer, which will provide us further flexibility as it relates to the, the laundry rooms. Mm -hmm. So the laundry rooms can be repurposed. You know, we were talking as we walked by as far as a, a pet care uh, station, that is really exciting and that we can take advantage of storage and, and yeah. uh, create storage for a fee for the residents. So there's a ton of opportunities there. And then, as I mentioned before, we have the uh, smart home tech package. So when you have smart home, luxury upgraded interiors, as well as the washer dryer, now you have a complete package where it, it justifies yeah. the you know, pro forma rents and giving really just that uh, elevated experience for residents. And you know, really not the first. We're not trying to blaze a trail here. There's uh, great comps in the area. If you just go that way about a mile, there's another property that's very similar to this one. Um, you know, similar construction, similar layout. It also has a marina that's situated on the water and it has over $200 higher rents. And so while our pro forma is really just pushing rents $100 above the uh, partially upgraded units, you know, that that property across the way is, is, is still already well beyond that yeah, beyond that mm -hmm. so so we feel very comfortable with where we're underwriting perform rents and again as we discussed that's not even factoring in all of the organic growth that's coming in right that's there's right. a ton of uh, rent organic growth happening in the market and we're just underwriting three percent per year growth uh, right. so we think that that is likely to outperform as well so that was some of the things that make us feel really good as far as the interior value add and the rent projections. On the exterior, I kind of touched on some of the 
uh, repurposing of the dead there's just mm -hmm. wasted space it's currently being used as storage mm -hmm. we like to convert that to storage for fee for the residents mm -hmm. and uh, because there's no patios and so I'm sure there is strong demand for the residents to have some storage um, other things in the exterior is just kind of light general curb appeal yeah and the property is an amazing irreplaceable uh, you know setting right you're on the water and it's big open trees and I really love the four building layout love where that they create their own sub communities it's That's really right. quite a unique thing that I've never seen before mm -hmm. um, but with that being said the interiors right we have the four buildings kind of like a donut the mm -hmm. inside you've got a water fixture you have a uh, small building in the center that is depending on which building you're in mm -hmm. fitness, fitness center mm -hmm. media room and then two again property use storage so we'd like to repurpose one of them to a business center right with the work from home emphasis and then generally just kind of spruce up those uh, courtyards with more seating areas more inter you know places to, Absolutely. to spend time um, there's already barbecue stations so mm -hmm. there's not a ton to do but just to clean it up also uh, two of the four water fixtures are uh, non-operational at the moment so that was something that we recognized and felt that it would really be needed to bring back so yeah. like landscaping bringing some of the things just some general touch-ups you know all in all this property is in really good shape so we're not uh, focusing on deferred maintenance right this property back in 2010 had a major rebuild where the uh, chiller system was decommissioned and individual HVACs were installed the roofs were replaced completely uh, new electrical and so there was a uh, a lot of heavy lifting done then so this mm -hmm. property really is um younger than its age implies yeah yeah i would say that too after having walked it and really uh -huh. i mean you can just tell that the bones are there it's it is just a cleaning up you know just kind of a bit of sprucing and cleaning up and what's also lovely in those courtyards is the trees there's so many trees in each of the courtyards so you have that nice beautiful base because trees take a while to grow the other landscaping can be folded in you know so much easier and that really will um, I think um, just make it pop and um, it's nice to have the gated entrance the areas around with the carports all on all almost all of the parking spaces is huge because I know in this Texas and Florida heat, your car is just baking. And so, you know, getting into your car is a nightmare if you don't have some sort of coverage, but super unique to have the pool setting right there on the water too. And so, you know, even just a little cleanup around there is gonna just, this is, it's gonna just be flying off the shelf for people. Um, in terms of coming in here, walking in here, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, like they'll, they'll be signing before they walk out. So I think from a tenancy standpoint, and I love the mix of residents here. Um, you know, like, like we were mentioning, it's a very, it's a very safe, um, um, kind of low key area. It feels sort of quaint and vacation like with the sailboats that you see on the lake, which is enormous. You see the like $5 million homes across the lake. I mean, it's clearly, um, a nice area and, and continuing to grow. And so getting a foothold in here is, is just amazing. And, and we'll look at the other property you snagged down, down the street as well. So, so speaking to kind of how you were underwriting the rents and so on and so forth, talk to me a little bit about, um, from the LP investor standpoint, what is that waterfall, right? We always want to understand 
how the investment is laid out, how the GP is getting paid, how we're getting paid out, and what's kind of the thinking behind that. And then give them a view of not just the very conservative of where you've underwritten, but what is the upside of that as well, that I think, unless something drastically changes about Texas, I think we have a hard time, you know, not really quite kind of hitting a home run here. Sure, yeah, so our deal structure is very straightforward. Um, <clears throat> as far as fees go, we like to keep it simple. We just have our 2% acquisition fee as well mm -hmm. as a 2% asset management fee. Mm -hmm. And no other fees as far as loan guarantee fee, disposition fee, a refi fee, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then on the waterfall, we actually have a bit of a unique uh, structure. It's more institutional, but it is more favorable to investors. We have an 8% preferred return and then followed by 100% return of capital. And so it really acts like an IRR hurdle, mm -hmm. which means that uh, investors are receiving 100% of the cash flow of the deal uh, up until they receive 100% of their capital back and that 8% uh, compounded return. And then thereafter, we have the pretty standard 70-30 split, 70% of the distributions going to investors, 30% to the sponsor, and that goes up to a 15% net IRR to investor. And thereafter, the rest of the proceeds are split 50-50. So running the projections through that waterfall, we are anticipating a 16.5% net IRR to investor, and that's over a three-year time period. And as you said, uh, that results in a 1.57x equity multiple, mm -hmm. which for people who are more accustomed to seeing five-year underwritten deals, right, 1.5x is uh, seems light. Right? Obviously, if you push it out to a five-year hold, you're going to get a bigger equity multiple, more in line with what you're used to seeing. And the reason why we underwrote it to a three-year hold is because we're acquiring the property with a bridge loan. And so we want to make sure that we're matching the term of the underwriting to the bridge loan so that we don't have a mismatch as far as duration is concerned. But that's just how we underwrote. In practice, the way that we've approached bridge loans in the past is uh, the three bridge loan deals that we've done historically have all been refinanced in 18 months, meaning uh, similar to just like this, where we assumed a 24 month stabilization period, we're actually able to implement the business plan quicker and then refi into a permanent loan, which was able to cash out investors, That's um, right. you know, provide some cash out as well as a lower interest rate. So we we're able to cash flow uh, at a better rate mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, pay that principal. So that's a really exciting outcome and provides a lot of flex. The bridge loan provides a lot of flexibility because upon completion of the business plan, we can opt for the refi. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we love this area. We think the growth story is amazing and wouldn't be the end of the world to refi and hold for longer. But at the same time, if the market keeps doing what it's doing, you know, we're conservatively projecting a 5% exit cap rate. Well, you can't really touch a 5 cap in no, this market. No, that's close. what I was explaining. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if we do have the opportunity to uh, successfully implement the business plan and sell, you know, we could really exceed return expectations, um, you know, by exiting at a four cap, four and a half cap. That's right. Um, which, which is certainly possible. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's our take on the kind of the, the three year hold and the exit strategy. You know, I kind of guide investors that this could be a two year all the way to a seven year hold. And it's really dictated by um, market conditions and investor preferences. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as the asset managers, as the sponsor, your fiduciary duty is to ensuring that you're making the best decisions for those LP investors you have in that deal. And um, so that gives me confidence because, I mean, you can tell just by the way Rob goes through and talks about this stuff and how well 
um, he's thought it through. Um, it's it's very clear to me that we're going to be in a good position from an asset management standpoint and you guys will be making the right decision um, for investors because again Rob's got a young and, and um, agile team at uh, Lone Star and they are here to grow so we were just talking about that as you all know I've been working on redesigning um, our website and so forth and kind of a bit of rebranding and so Rob's working on these th same things they're just like the the venture uh, venture real estate group focused on growth and in a market that they can be deep in and really add value to groups like us who are um, really betting on their deep knowledge of the market, their deep relationships in the market, because that is what the, get these gets these deals done. And you know, we're this is purchased at a 4.6 cap, I think, and um, the assuming the five cap exit is super conservative in my mind, just from what else we all know we've already seen in Texas. So. All in all, Rob, what a great, great visit. Thank you for taking the time to do this with us the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know it wasn't easy uh, to get here from you know family back in California, but we're super glad you did. Um, very excited to be working with you. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Likewise, really appreciate it. Yeah, boom, let's hit it. <laughs>